Joining me today, as I challenge you once a month to live life without limits, is Ari Serlis from the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust in South Africa. Welcome to OFM, Ari. Linda, thank you. Tell me a little bit about what you do at the Charitable Trust. That's obviously the most important discussion that I'd like to have today. There's a group of us, five quadriplegics and paraplegics trustees, who have all got a lot of experience in the disability sector, especially working amongst people with spinal cord injury. And in my background is I'm the former CEO of the Quad Para Association of South Africa. So I understand the projects and services and the outreach that the Quad Para Association does with its members. The problem is that they, unfortunately, within the constitutional boundaries of Quasa, there was never an opportunity to directly invest in entrepreneurial opportunities that quadriplegics and paraplegics might want to have. So we started this charitable trust and we raised money and our direct mandate is to fund the startups or to help scale the existing businesses of specifically or more importantly disadvantaged quadriplegics and paraplegics to get them to market or to get their business to become relevant or to grow their businesses. Call it uh, the dragon's den or the shark tank (laughs) for quadriplegics and paraplegics who have got small businesses or businesses they want to grow. The interesting thing, Yolanda, is that yes, there is CIFA, which funds and lends money to people with disabilities for their businesses. We're not in the business of lending money and we don't expect any equity in return. We don't want to own a percentage of their businesses. We have raised some money and we want to invest in terms of give them some money to say, right, we believe in you. We don't want to read 40, 50 pages of a business plan. We want to engage, we want to look into the entrepreneur's eyes. We want to listen to their story. We want to feel their passion and convince ourselves not through lots of paper. Yes, of course, some of the legal instruments are important as a starting point. But we believe that there's a story behind every entrepreneur. We want to hear that story. And you can't listen to a story and you can't find passion on a piece of paper. You can if we use, we have a virtual engagement with them. We believe in them. Then I think that 50% of the investment um, decision is already made. Ari, so how often can individuals, I want to say, apply for funding or be considered? It's on demand. So we've used a number of portals. We've used social media, that being Facebook. We've used Quasa, the Quad Para Association's membership database. We've used the magazine Rolling Inspiration in order to, to put the word out there that if you are an entrepreneur and if you're looking for some support, make contact with us. And then we'll set up a virtual discussion almost immediately and engage with you and see who you are and what your product or services is and are you relevant and do we think that you're going to be sustainable. So many NGOs spend their lives fundraising and not fund spending. So we're in the fund spending mode. We want to deploy money and we want to see quadriplegic and paraplegic entrepreneurs being sustainable. From the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust, established in 2012, Ari Salis joins us today. Ari, what are some of the entrepreneurial minds that you've met? What businesses do they run and and what kind of things have you invested in? We've got a a paraplegic in Cape Town who was in the shoeshine business. He saw an opportunity to shine people's shoes. So we invested in this business and we bought uh, the necessary chair and 
to Shining Equipment and found himself a spot at one of the five-star hotels. And, you know, when the shoe shiners do are seated, so he's seated. And just his persona and the fact that people enjoy supporting people with disabilities. He's done extremely well and we helped scale his business. He's got three sites now. Then because he's working with shoes, you know, your Shining Shoes, which are mainly leather, we've reinvested in his business. He started now manufacturing leather goods. That's shoes as well and handbags and uh, man bags, etc. So we've helped grow his business from a, from a single unit shoe shining to having three or four sites doing shoe shining and he employs other paraplegics to work those sites and now he manufactures leather goods. So we'll look at any type of business that we believe is relevant. I'll just mention, Yolanda, that quadriplegics and paraplegics' biggest barrier to entry in terms of getting employment is that very few cities and probably no townships or informal areas have got accessible transport. And so we are handicapped, not by our disability, but through not being mobile by the public transport system. Therefore, the opportunity to do a small business working from home or in the community is probably most relevant and probably the best way for them to earn a living. Ari, that absolutely ties in with my next question. But what are some of the needs that the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust face? Obviously, for us to help more people, we need more funds. But that's an interesting question because here's the dilemma. We actually don't get enough good applicants to our trust. And so we are really making a call out and we're very grateful to you um, for giving us this airtime. Is that there are people out there, quadriplegics and paraplegics, who have got some business ideas or have got a business already and they feel like scaling. We want to hear. It's not like we um, deploying funds. We want to engage with you and see what you do and uh, give us the confidence to invest in you. So we're obviously looking for more money to be able to deploy more. But at the same time, we're looking for more entrepreneurs to engage with us. Absolutely incredible opportunity that is available to you. If you've just tuned in, I challenge you once a month to live life without limits. And today we are chatting to Ari Serles from the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust and this incredible opportunity that is available to those that are quadriplegic or paraplegic across South Africa. Ari, perhaps more on a personal note, what is your message for those living as paraplegics or quadriplegics in South Africa? Okay, so I have got a message. But remember, I've got a disclaimer before I give my message. (laughs) I was brought up in a very privileged environment. I went to a private school, I had university education, and I studied further. So it's very difficult for me to put myself in the shoes of people that are disadvantaged with the same health condition as myself, being spinal cord injured, either quadriplegic or paraplegic. However, I have engaged with many disadvantaged people with all sorts of disabilities, but more specifically, quadriplegics and paraplegics is that, you know, we don't want to be looked upon as, damn, what can we do for you? It's what can we do for ourselves? It's very important. I don't believe that the wheelchair is the disadvantage. The disadvantage is built environment, which is often not accessible. And we must always call out inaccessible transport. We must always call out inaccessible buildings to say, we are not disabled because of using wheelchairs or our health condition. We are disabled because of the built environment, which is inaccessible, or public transport. And then, of course, thirdly, I'm generalizing in a way, people's attitudes to us. If they give us opportunity, you'll see what we're made of. For us to have got through rehabilitation, got through the trauma of, let's say, whatever caused our spinal cord injury, 
and then having got through rehabilitation. We are resilient. Yolanda, let me say something about employment, because employment equity, which is wonderful, still I don't believe that the outcomes have been as great as what the expectations were for that particular act. But take, for example, it's a very simple theory. We, wheelchair users, we are good at sitting. We can sit for hours and hours. We are better at sitting than any other people because we use wheelchairs. We sit all the time. So we're great at working from home because we are often restricted to being at home because of inaccessible transport. So we are great employees working from home. COVID was quite interesting that it gave us opportunities to prove we are great working from home employees. So employers out there, if they're interested in looking at employing people with disabilities, specifically wheelchair users, you can use the same contact details that I'm going to give you. And we have a database of quadriplegics and paraplegics that have been through a work readiness program, not a subject specific. The people that have been through this program run by Quasa understand the workplace, and that's critical to being a successful person. Ari, your your passion is just infectious, and I love listening to you. And I think that you've spoken so many truths because us as listeners and the public, this is how we can get involved. It is definitely our duty to stand up and say, hey, my friend can't access this building or how are we supposed to even get to where we need to go? And those conversations that we can have on behalf of any disabled is more important than any financial contribution. Well, that's a very kind thing for you to say. Thank you very much. Just to mention, Yolanda, and this is not a personal call-out, but I have published a book, an autobiography called Wheels of Fire, and it's a great story, and I'd love people to read it. I'm now my 40th year as a quadriplegic as a result of a diving accident at Durban's Waterworld in 1985, and I've worked in the disability sector as a career for 25 years, and I've just recently retired. And I coined the phrase of what I learned working in the disability sector, and if you allow me, it goes like this. I would rather go to war with someone who cannot see, that is blind, than someone that has no vision. I would rather go to war with someone that cannot hear, that a person is deaf, than with someone that doesn't listen. And I'd rather go to war with someone who cannot walk, so wheelchair user, paraplegic or quadriplegic, than with someone that doesn't walk their talk. So that's a phrase that I coined, and it's very powerful. If we think about it, it says a lot about the abilities of people with disabilities if you allow them the opportunity to be seen and to be heard. Ari Salis joins us today as I challenge you to live life without limits from the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust. Ari, how can we get a hold of you and your team? I'll give you my email address because I sort of behave a little bit like the Secretariat of the Quadriplegic and Paraplegic Charitable Trust. And then email me and I can guarantee you'll get a quick response and then we'll see if there's a journey that we can go on. So my email address is aris at iafrica.com. Real easy to get a hold of Ari Serlis. And of course, those details also available today online and uh, lifestyle at ofm.co.za. Ari, I'm going to invite you back to join us once a month again uh, in the future to, to challenge those out there listening today to live life without limits. Thank you for your inspirational words and most importantly, thank you for the work that you and the Charitable Trust do. Miranda, thank you.